meatloaf singer. <laughs> you actually have to specify meatloaf singer so you don't get recipes to meatloaf. Oh, it's time to get things started with how to survive the modern world or Gen X isn't just a fashion statement presented by tribe74.com. Second episode of 2022, and I know you don't want to get into the whole episodic thing, but uh, episodic, episodic, is that a thing? I don't know. I or don't am I care. just making it up? <laughs> so I Andrew, think people say both. I think you're good. Well, whatever, right? I mean, do people even say it? That's the key. Well, there. you say it. I say it because, well, I mean, I just like to say things and hear my own voice, which is why I'm on a podcast. As long as there's letters going together, you're willing to say it. That is correct. And, you know, that's why I do a podcast with you, Andrew. Exactly. It might not be a real word that comes out of my mouth, but it will be a word. It will be a word. All right. So, Andrew, how are you doing today, buddy? Not too bad. Not yeah. too bad. I have been spending the last couple of days just on YouTube delving into the metaverse you, you saw you saw that facebook like a week ago changed its uh parent company name to meta yeah and they are going all in on the metaverse i i'm pretty excited about it i can't stop watching youtube videos about it i you know i really still don't understand it but uh but that's that's my little social media thing that I've been focused on for like the last couple of days and I'll probably be doing it again tonight as I'm lying in bed. I think uh, I kind of heard about the metaverse a little while ago and the real estate aspect of it is really intriguing to me. Yeah. Uh, maybe because, you know, I'll never be rich enough to own a house on my own that, uh, you know, maybe I can get it on the ground floor of the metaverse and I'll own some land and I can, you know, run an empire of, I don't know, uh, evil or crime or yeah i whatever I'll whatever honest, i want to do it's still not cheap like well, i've been hearing people buying land for like ten thousand dollars um there's been groups of people that are into the multiple millions of dollars like it is absolutely crazy well i think the fun thing is though is that there can never really truly be an end to the metaverse or to land virtual land if you think about it right well they say that there is even though that the metaverse is supposed to be infinite they say that the land within it is i don't know how they can do that or justify that it doesn't really make sense to me yet well i think we need to have an episode maybe a future episode dedicated to just some metaverse digital currency and digital um, ownership or, and like EFTs, for instance, uh, I know yep. we've already we'll talked about that. We'll come back, to, we'll come that, back yeah. to that, but I think a lot, a lot more people know, uh, know more about it now than they did a year ago when we did the episode. Mm -hmm. And um, not that you and I know much more about it, but 
it's deserving of another episode for sure. Yeah, and perhaps we are the people uh, with our, the help of our friend Derek were the ones that uh, got people interested in it. I would think so. Yeah, probably not, but I, I, you know, we'll go with it. It was a heavily watched episode. Speaking of heavy, uh, how about 2022 starting off with a bang? I guess kind of end 2021 ending with a bang and starting with a bang with the passing of some of our personal favorite comedians, you know, uh, people who've listened to our podcast for a while know that we love comedy and uh, it's been a really rough couple of weeks uh, in the yeah. comedy community. Uh, the passing of Betty White, uh, Bob Saget and Louie Anderson just recently. Uh, on, and on top of all that, on the same day as Meatloaf. Oh uh, man. The singer Meatloaf, not, not the food, not to be mistaken for the food. Oh, uh, maybe you know that's not a proper reference <laughs> but, yeah, i mean if if you're googling meatloaf make sure that you google meatloaf, meatloaf the musician yes or meatloaf singer and yes. uh, yeah because otherwise you're just gonna get bombarded with a lot of recipes well, i'm sure they're delicious i love meatloaf personally i don't know about yeah. you <laughs> well, i mean it's a it, it, it's a shame that they've passed um B betty white uh i mean she has been around forever and a day like i'm just thinking you know her her big show was golden girls and like how many years ago was that that had to have been 25 years ago itself and you know i don't know how old she actually was she played in a much older older woman in the show and mind you though she never really changed the day since that point yeah that's right like she looks the same like right up until i mean probably the last time that we'd seen her prior to her death uh but you know she had a, quite a, a storied history and uh, i mean we don't want to uh, linger too long on on this story but uh she was on uh, tons of game shows back in the day she had a, she was the first woman to produce a sitcom she was like all over the place. Like she was on all kinds of shows. She was in uh, that. There was also the TV sitcom hot in Cleveland that she was on. Oh, she was in that as well. Yeah. She yeah. was on the Carol Burnett show. She was in bold and beautiful, the Mary Tyler Moore show. Uh, and it, like so much more, like even like early, early, early stuff. She had her own show. I guess I didn't pay a lot of attention to her earlier, earlier history. Essentially. I watched her when she was on Golden Girls. It was a family-friendly show that we could all watch, and so I got to know her through the, through there. But it, it it was one of those shows that was kind of cutting edge, as in you say family-friendly. But you know, there was a little bit of vulgarity to that show. I didn't understand it back then. So. Well, no, clearly we did not. But and <laughs> and Bob Bob Saget, um, there's a guy that I despised for most of my life. Uh, I was not a fan of Full House. Uh, I did not like him on uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. Uh, and then I'd seen him on the TV show, the HBO show. Was he doing stand-up? No, he was, uh, he, was, he was playing himself. Uh, oh, Entourage. On Entourage, yes. Yeah. Yes, an Entourage. And he comes out and he's like a cocaine-snorting, uh, hooker-abusing uh, son I of a gun. I think that is probably closer to the real uh bob saget than yeah. than anything that you've seen on tv yeah because after i seen his appearances on there i was like okay hold on a second this is a guy i hate 
but then I so I started watching some of his comedy, and then I seen the sent the the Comedy Central roast, and oh my goodness, like I just like I was like, okay, wait a second, I love this guy, <laughs> you know they 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 uh they fin uh sh- they they pulled the shenanigans on him in his early career television career. Oh and, yeah, uh, no, it's hilarious how the cleanest guy in TV was the most vulgar was one of the most vulgar of that's for sure for sure and how, how about louis anderson louis anderson was a great stand-up uh yeah. hilarious made fun of himself he was one of those self-deprecating comedians that's just absolutely hilarious and he even ended up getting a cartoon yeah how long what do you know what day he passed uh just the other day i think it was maybe thursday or friday this past day so i guess yeah we'll i just heard about for- today in viewer la- or listener land, that would be January 21st mm-hmm. uh, at the age of 68. I believe he died of a heart attack. No, maybe it was cancer. Uh, he went underwent two successful heart procedures in 2003, and then he was hospitalized for large B-cell lymphoma, so I guess cancer. So mm-hmm. he died of complications from cancer. Um, so, yeah, that's that's very unfortunate. Yeah. But he well, was I mean, funny. that's a sad, uh, sad start to the year for comedy. Really, it is. It really is. But let us start on a good foot. Uh, And what do you want to talk about today, Andrew? I think today we have LPs on the lineup and James Bond 007, No Time to to Die. Once again, Time to Die. No Time to Die. Do 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 do. Was that necessary? I don't know. I love the James Bond theme. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's so me right cool. the cockles of my heart every time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, anyway, uh, maybe we should explain to our listeners who may not be Gen X's, Gen Xers like ourselves, what an LP is. I'm going to break it down for you since I've got the Wikipedia page right in front of me. Ooh. A phonograph disc record, also known as a gramophone disc record, especially in British English, or simply a phonograph record, gramophone record, disc record, long playing record, or record. It's an analog sound storage medium in the form of a flat black disc with an inscribed modulated spiral groove. How's that for technical on our show? Yeah, that is fantastic. That's fantastic. You know, if you didn't know what a record was before this show, I'm sure that has got the exact picture in your mind now. Exactly. So, So an LP is really the short form for long playing record. And uh, basically back in the days of you and I growing up as youngsters uh we would sit in front of our stereos or certainly myself i'm i don't know i'm not speaking for you here i would sit in front of the uh the stereo with my dad's collection of records and my brother's collection of records and i would just stare at the artwork and you know while i had the, the big gaudy headphones on with the long curly cord attached mm-hmm. to my my dad's eight thousand dollar brick <laughs> uh stereo your dad had an awesome stereo. He had, he had an awesome. It wasn't eight thousand dollars, but the way he talked about it, it sounded like it was eight thousand dollars. It's probably eight thousand dollars in today's dollars. Perhaps, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. I mean, it was top of the line when he bought it. Oh yeah. And uh, I would just sit there for hours and hours on end, listening to records and just playing them over and over again and checking out. My dad had a lot of comedy records. He had a lot of classic rock. He had a lot of seventies weird, funky stuff. And uh, I, I was raised on that stuff and I absolutely loved it. Very cool. How about you? We didn't have a fantastic system. Actually, to be honest, most of my 
record listening was actually done down at your house with your brother Kevin. Right. Um, and so he he influenced a lot of the music that uh, that I listened to, along with a couple couple of my other friends, my one buddy uh, Tim. He in, like he took me out to all sorts of music concerts, kind of got me into the punk rock scene, that sort of thing. I mean, I I did love just opening up the album. You yeah. get the entire lyric sheet. So if you want to sing along, you could, or you just read along to understand what is being said. What are they talking about? You know, um, is there a story? Is it poetry? You know, it, it was just, it was a different experience. There was all the artwork that went along with it as well, too. Sometimes it was just all of the artwork that was just so interesting. It was a visual medium while you listened to the music. It was a visual medium. And, And you talk about punk well, punk, punk and classic rock was like the best way, the best way to listen to that stuff was on an LP or a record. It was just, there was something different about it. It just made you feel kind of like, kind of in that genre, right? You know, yeah. you were kind of, you weren't listening to it on the radio. You were listening to it on these cool records and vinyl that, you know, just kind of made it feel like you were, you were bootlegging and, uh, or you were you were some kind of like musical uh, behind the scenes or underground. You were involved in the underground, right? You I know don't what? know what you it was. Were, you were part of the music. There yeah. was a whole experience. You'd go, you'd get your allowance or the money that you had made that week, you know, flipping pizzas, what, whatever. And you'd head off to the record store. Yeah. And you and your buddies would all just sit there, flip through the albums. Yeah. And you know, picking out those one or two special albums to take home with you to play. You you put the record down and you listen to it the way the artist meant it to be heard. That's right. And what what technology too? I know we, we take technology for uh for granted these days, but the technology to think that these records, like you know, the grooves cut into them and that was how and like each song was separated by like a little band of blank and you could sit there and you could you knew when each song was going to end and you could count down if you wanted a specific track you could count down the grooves to see which where to put the needle down (laughs) it it was just such a cool experience right and you know speaking of of technology i kind of i kind of dropped off from records you know for the longest time i mean i think a lot of us have it was about uh yeah it was about three or four years ago uh, when a friend of mine had sold me a, a whole collection of stuff to sell. And as a gift, he gave me a record of one of my favorite bands and my brother's favorite band growing, like when we were in our teens, the cult. Yeah. And it was, it was just a special edition record and it's sitting on my wall here and never been opened. And uh, so I've had one record. I've had one record for the longest time. <laughs> and then uh, uh, I saw a, one of my old favorite bands, a band Guar, uh, I got an email from them saying that they were, you know, they had a new album coming out or a re-release of an old album and it was special edition and it, it looked really cool because the, the, the disc wasn't just black, the old school black disc that everybody's used to. The disc was like gray and marbled and it had like white and black, like marbling all over it. And I thought, well, oh, that's really cool. And then it came with autographs and like it was special edition and all that stuff. So yeah. my wife, wife and kids ended up getting it for me for, for whether it was a birthday or father's day or something. So now I had two records, but here's the trick. I didn't have a record player. Oh, so well, you needed a record player. You yeah. I, I, well, I kind of needed a record player, but I thought, you know, these are just cool to have. I don't need to play. Yeah. When am I going to listen to a record player? Right. 
And then my, my son started getting into records and he was starting to buy records. I'm like, well, this is cool. I gotta, you know, I gotta uh, help him foster this uh, cool, you know, a little bit of a hipster kind of thing, but it, it kind of takes us back to generation X. Right. So I thought, okay, I got to foster this with him. So then for Christmas, we uh, bought him a couple of records and we bought him a record player to go with it. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. The record player is really cool. I think you would appreciate it. You'll have to see it, but it's got like the, uh, the union Jack on the outside of it. And it's a, like a, it's like a suitcase and oh, wicked. you take the, the one half of it and open it up. And then there's a the record player inside of it. Right. But it's really cool. cool. Really cool. And then, uh, unfortunately my, uh, sister-in-law also bought my son a record player. Ah. She'd got word that he wanted a record player as well. So we ended up with two record players. So I just ended up buying one off of him. So he had the cash and I had a record player. Beautiful. So now here I go. Now you can listen to your records. <laughs> Not only can I listen to my records, Andrew, now I can go and buy some. Yeah. It's time to unwrap that Colt album, I think. It's, I, you know what? It might be time. You know what we should do? <laughs> maybe, maybe in a future episode, we should just have a listen. Yeah. Just do a listening party. Yeah, I don't but, know that we can actually play it, or it, it will get banned or something. But I don't, I don't think that works on on the podcasts. I mean, unless it? unless we're monetized, I don't think it would. But we'll see. Let's, you yeah. know what? I'm going to look into it. I'm going to look into it. But yeah, we might have a cult listening party coming. That'd soon. be a fun listening party. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so now, uh, I mean, you know me, and the listeners know me. I like to collect things, and while well, my two records have now grown into five records. And we'll be growing into more as now talking to you today and you inform me of other record stores that are local. Thanks a lot for that. Yeah, no, not, not a problem. A couple of those local record stores, there's the Orange Monkey here in Waterloo uh, and Nith, uh, sorry, Nith River Records over in Paris. And then there's uh, some of the local ones here is uh, there's a, a used music and movie shop uh that's locally a, a little bit of a uh there's three or four uh franchises called the beat goes on and oh yeah uh, they also it's sell a records great spot to uh grab music i'll definitely be visiting a lot of these much to my chagrin my bank chagrin my wife's chagrin <laughs> <laughs> uh, i did actually pick up a, a record uh uh, from somebody up in port elgin uh, from a, a store called the rabbit dash cafe who serves coffee and sells records Beautiful. So I will be going up there uh, in the near future to go check those guys out as well. Uh, I don't know about you, but I spent a lot of time in the record shops uh, when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, whether it was, uh, you know, Sam, the record man, HMV, a music world. Uh, there was uh, what second wave that was downtown. Yep. Uh, yeah. Most of the spots that I hit were in the stone road mall. <laughs> there was two different music stores in there that I would frequent. What was the one? One was Music World. What was the other one? Before it was HMV, it was something else. Yeah, I was trying to remember that earlier. Unfortunately, I can't remember the name. Records nowadays, and this is my thing too, right? Like, because I'm such a collector, like, I'm not just going to go for the old black, boring black records. I'm going to go for like the exclusive things or, you know, the things that are just unique and different, right? Yeah. So I kind of like it. Like, now I've got a I've got a record that's waiting for me that's got like a, a clear gold vinyl. So it's like amber so it's cool. it looks like it should be pretty cool and then uh, i bought my son a billy eilish album that had it's like they call it orange orange cream color and i haven't seen him open it yet uh so that should be pretty cool to look at 
so not only are records um different and like their their the condition uh not the condition sorry the quality of them is so much better nowadays uh they're, they're thicker and um better and less likely to break yeah. or bend or warp when i was young my brother and i both for christmas got uh, a single 45 record so a 45 is like a short play record so it's just mm -hmm. like a single one one song on each side. one song you said exactly yeah. and uh we got christmas songs i can't remember i got the cory hart rudolph the red-nosed reindeer i think it was nice. and i can't remember if it was green or red but it was like a clear vinyl and it was either green or red and you could see through it and my brother had got the opposite so he got whatever the green or the red and but his was brian adams and i don't remember the christmas song that brian adams was singing but it is just hilarious to think you know those were so super unique back in the day but now they're making all kinds of different stuff like that they make it so difficult um for people because everybody just wants to spend all their money because they'll release the same album in like three maybe four different colors and you feel like you've got to get them all yeah. the, the albums are completely the same except for the color of the record right well, so <laughs> i i am a i am a comic book collector as, as everybody knows and the the industry is and well and sports cards too and even even like die cast the industry loves the variants Mm -hmm. you know the variations the the different covers and all that stuff for the same same content so it looks like the record companies the lp makers branders have caught on to this and said we can take money from stupid people exactly and i'll hand it over and we will hand it over <laughs> yeah the the hilarious thing is oh well, i shouldn't say the hilarious thing is that the, the thing is i've committed to not being a completionist when it comes to my LPs. I just want to get stuff that I enjoy. I want to get, but I want it to be unique. So I'm That's not going to be- That's probably best. Otherwise yeah. you are going to end up with an entire wall of albums. Yeah, just like it's my comic a, books. It's a dangerous road. <laughs> it really is. Because I'm a completionist <laughs> when it, with that kind of stuff. But for this, I, I've made a commitment to myself not to be. However, so, nope, I'd like you, I, however, I would like you to start collecting and then we, we can swap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just keep having uh, some awesome listening parties. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So when are you buying your first record? Uh, I suspect very soon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I cut you off. What were you about to say? No, I was going to say, uh, so the new year, it's actually brought several uh, interesting drops. What I've gotten into is Elvis Costello. He Ooh. dropped... Uh, a new album the boy named if okay it's very much an elvis costello album <laughs> if nice. you know if you like his stuff it, he isn't jumping jumping off into the deep end and trying really a lot of new stuff it's it's elvis costello through and through but what's interesting is and uh what's interesting is is that he's doing a lot of different type of sampling. Like I was hearing like a phone dial, like when you're dialing a phone, the old press button dial phone in there. I heard birds chirping, a dog howling. It like he's experimenting with these weird sounds, but he's making it work. Uh, it's very much a story driven album, but as you can expect coming from coming from him, but I've, I've really been enjoying it. 
I think that was Costello. He's one of those guys that does a lot of experimenting with his music. And uh, he's always been one of those kind of like he's he's famous, obviously, for, for a lot of stuff. But he's also got a very fringe following and a very fringe uh, style as well. So uh, that's that's cool that he's, he's still working away, he's still plugging away. Yeah. Pretty much every night before bed, my wife Allison makes me sing to her. Oh, really? song. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Oh, I do you, not. I, I am sure you would know it to hear it. I'd be surprised if you didn't. I probably after would. the show, put it on and uh, and see if see if you're wrong or not. I because I'd be very surprised if if you hadn't heard it before. I very likely have heard it. I just never ever associated with Elvis Costello. Uh, to to be to be honest, I don't listen to Elvis Costello very often. But no. uh, I mean, I, I respect. I've got a couple of his CDs around the house. I'd have to dig them out now. I feel but... I feel like that is something that you would have. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, I've got hundreds of CDs just in a wardrobe. And now and again, I I pull them out and. I still have a CD player in the car and I'll take them out and listen to, to them in there. But you know, I'm one still for listening to the radio as well too. So my CDs probably, they should get played a little bit more than they do, but uh, still quite enjoyable. I'm, I'm a, I'm a hardcore streamer in general, but uh, Dude, that's the other thing I stream so much too. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. Like I, I used to have like a collections, collections and collections of cassettes and, and CDs back in the day you know, after, after the record fad had disappeared. Uh, so I, you know, I was a huge audiophile, but then, you know, with the... don't get me wrong. I still have my tapes as well. I've got, okay. I've got <laughs> cases of tapes underneath my bed. Oh, that must, that must be a real treat for Allison. Oh yeah. Well, sometimes <laughs> I'll have all tapes all the time, like on the weekends. She does not like it. <laughs> those things get heavy too. Do you, you still have like those like little suitcases to carry them around? In? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have the suitcase. Yeah, I remember uh, traveling across the country uh, in the back seat of my parents' uh, Ford Tempo, and uh, uh, there was more room uh, given to the uh, cassette tapes than to me in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> we had about three or four of those suitcases back there that just took up a lot of room, and they were heavy. I was going across the border one time as a young man and actually with my buddy, Tim, once again, and two 20 something year old guys are definitely going to get pulled over at, mm -hmm. uh, at the border crossing. And we had the car full of tapes <laughs> and the security person comes out to the, the vehicle with me and she starts going through the car and going like, opening up these boxes of tapes and going and actually pulling one after another out oh, no. and like looking all through the inside. And she looks at me, you guys have a lot of tapes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. Long, can, long can, drive. You please, can you please not take them <laughs> just, out? <laughs> just, just leave them where they are. I'm not trying to sneak anything across in, in a tape case, <laughs> but they look, they look oh. everywhere. Oh, I, I've heard, I've heard. So. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, my next album is going to be, as you mentioned, uh, Elvis Costello, my next album is going to be uh, by a band I just discovered called yeah. Sumo Psycho. And they're Sumo a, Psycho, I don't yeah, know them. They're a punk, punk rock, heavy metal, uh, kind of like a modern take on an alternative rock metal band. 
uh, originating from Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, and every one of their albums that they released, they have a video they've made a music video for, and they, they're all self-produced, uh, self, like the videos are, are produced by themselves. And uh, it's like this, uh, you almost like say screamo, uh, but it's a female fronted band. Uh, and they uh, consist of a singer who was a pop singer, Canadian pop singer, probably about uh, 12, 13 years ago, named Sky Sweetnam. She goes by the name Sever now. Okay. But she had this one song that was uh, uh, called Billy S and about William Shakespeare. And it was just like a, this silly, goofy bubblegum pop rock, almost kind of like a, in the vein of Avril Lavigne. And it was just funny. I didn't realize it at first because when I came across them, I had no idea who they were. And I just saw the music and I was like, um, you know, their, their unique look. And so I was listening. And then I went down this rabbit hole and they have like 26 songs. And every single song has a music video. So I'm watching all these music videos one after another. And they're just like this crazy looking and crazy sounding band. And they're really, really good. Cool. And they're, uh, they've got- Where'd you um, come across them? I don't even remember. I was just uh, scrolling through. Uh, I love to go down the YouTube rabbit hole and yeah. I'll listen to like one song and then another song and then another song. And then I'll start seeing stuff that gets recommended. And I just came across a, uh, I just saw the, the thumbnail. I got, I got drawn in by the thumbnail. <laughs> and so I went and checked them out and it was really, really good. And uh, yeah, the sky sweeten them, the, the, the lead singer. Uh, she's uh all kinds of energy and she's got all kinds of looks and it's just, it's great watching their stuff. And then I watch a couple of live videos of them uh, at concerts and stuff. And I'm so interactive with the bands. Like in like, you know, they do these like small stage venues typically uh, like, you know, bars or like little clubs and stuff like that. Well, I mean, in they, our show notes, let's, let's drop a link. So oh, if, I will do that, if yeah. you want to hear more about it, check the show notes out after and you can check them out. They are fantastic, and they're like one of my new favorite bands. So I'm going to be looking up. They have they dropped a new album uh, a couple of years ago, uh, or uh, sorry, last year, uh, called Initiation. And I after I started buying records and albums, I uh, I looked up to see what they have, and they have a couple really cool, unique uh, records on their site. So I'm going to be grabbing one of those for sure. Cool. If they just dropped an album like last year, they've they probably haven't been touring it very much as of yet. Not so yet, no. hopefully in the next couple months, the world's going to open up again and, uh, and maybe you'll be able to catch a live show. Well, they have been touring in the States, you know, because the States are a little more, well, a lot more open than yeah. uh, Canada is right now. So they've, uh, they, they've, I think they've cut their teeth with a new album out in the, uh, at least a little bit anyway. So I'll definitely want to catch them uh, when they do a tour as well. Very cool. Come, come back to their home country of Canada and don't avoid it like everybody else is right now. Yeah. So our new James Bond just came out on DVD and streaming. And uh, I finally got to, got to see it. I want to go see it in the theater, see it on the big screen. But I just didn't get the opportunity to. It, mostly because, you know, most of the theaters were closed or at half capacity during the, that time. I, you know, I was so excited to finally get to see it. So, so it's streaming now mm, well maybe not i shouldn't say i don't you can't get it on um 
Netflix or uh, on Netflix, but okay. you 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 can buy the digital download. Okay, yeah, on Prime, and it's also you can stream it on Prime Video. Yeah, uh, for six ninety nine, it looks like. Yeah, uh, I'm just looking at. I'm not promo- promoting it. I'm just looking it up. Just saying where you can find it. Yeah, because none of the none of the James Bond's movies uh, have appeared on Netflix, so they must have some kind of exclusive uh, deal uh, somewhere. Because that's one thing I always want to get get to is watching the old James Bond movies, but I don't have the DVDs and I don't have the films. Oh, I can lend uh, lend some to you now and again. Like I think I've got almost all of them. Really, really. Yeah, <laughs> see, that is one collection that I. But well, you want just to let get. me know which one you want to okay. see. I and will, then uh then i'll drop it off <laughs> i will do that i will do that you know and i probably start with my favorite james bond daniel craig who is the star of this new movie and yeah makes it his last movie yeah yeah so, it, it, you know it, and really the last for james bond well i heard no they're still going on with it no, they're just they will be bringing a new actor it has been confirmed as well that it, it will be a male. They will, they are not changing uh, James Bond into a female, uh, despite him. despite a lot of uh, well, not I mean, to ruin anything, but they killed him. Yeah, he blew well, up on the island. But I mean, you know, a lot of the original James Bonds all retired or disappeared, right? So they continue on with the 007. The 007 is just a name. I, the, well, the name James yeah. Bond is just a name. Well, exactly, exactly. No, like what I'm saying is when I said James Bond, that James Bond, the character, it was the end to James Bond, the character, oh. not not 007. Right, right. Because but, we, we, we've already been introduced to the new 007 in this film. But I believe that they still adopt the name of James Bond. Uh, I guess they can go back in, mm-hmm. in time and tell earlier story. From what I understand is that the Jane, the 007 James Bond is not actually the character's name. It's a an agent name. So kind of just to keep him forever mm. anonymous. You know, I could be wrong, though. What do you think? Yeah, I don't. Am I wrong? I don't know. I, yeah, I, I have never heard that. Okay. Let's so. just, I, that's all I can say is just that I've never heard it. Okay. Well, and apparently, and I've heard this as well now, too, is that the 007 james bond is uh not going to be nomi she or maybe she will take the number on but i believe that uh they are still actively searching for somebody to replace daniel craig really yeah i thought and i mean i know we had discussed it previously leading up to uh this film uh that you know they would have found a new 007 and we were going to meet him or her in the new yeah. film i but... honestly i was almost certain like i didn't i didn't look up anything on the the internet looking for any sort of conspiracy theories or true uh, uh true truth if you will mm-hmm. um but because they just introduced her as the new 007 that bond had he had disappeared or he had retired he was so far off the map that they couldn't find him that uh, Nomi had become the new 007. Yeah, well, that was, I guess, a temporary thing, I guess. Uh, or maybe maybe everybody is just wrong in, in their assumption so far, or Nomi will be the next one. Maybe they're they're keeping it close to their chest about how it's going to move forward, the storyline. Well, a couple, couple of years from now, we will know. Yeah. Anyway, not enough debating on James Bond and 007 mm-hmm. and, and who and how or what. Let's talk about the movie. It was a long movie. 
It was a long, but I loved it. So did I. I like, I am one, especially when sitting at home. Um, I'll kind of pick up my phone. I'll check, you know, texts out or things that are popping up. And then I'll come back to the movie. But mm. this, my phone was down the entire time. Yeah, I did not remove my eyeballs from the screen. Yeah. Like just yeah. outstanding storyline. And the, the culmination of the storyline as well, because they brought many of the characters back over the last couple of movies. Generally with James Bond, yes, you have some of your outliers like, you know, Q or um, M, you know, are the same characters or Money Penny are the same characters over time. But the same villains, the same love interests change, you know, generally with every movie but in this movie like it, it, they've definitely stuck to the series and we so we had a return of uh lee Sedu uh as madeline uh and then uh rami malik as uh safin and ralph fines as m uh it was just uh jeffrey wright again sorry it's felix Leiter. uh it just it was Oh, and uh, Christopher Waltz too. Uh, I, I should, I, I would be so angry at myself if I forgot to mention Christoph, Christoph Waltz as Blofeld. Fantastic that you have these characters that have been built over the last few films that they can return and you have, you know, this these characters, deep, thorough characters that are involved with James Bond now. It all ties everybody together. What did you think of the, the initial opening? Oh. With as Saffron is hiking through the through the snow and coming up through an open field wearing the white mask. Oh, just fantastic, creepy as heck. Oh yeah, chasing around. Uh, uh, who was it that he was chasing? Around? He was chasing around Madeline, right? Or yeah. no, was it Madeline? Well, that so he he was coming to he was coming to kill Madeline's father. Right, and right, right. And he's not there. He shoots the heck out of Madeline's mother and then comes after Madeline herself. Now she's hiding behind a bed, pops up, and uh, she had found a gun from around the house and, and took and thought she had taken him out, mm -hmm. drags him out of the house into the snow, and all of a sudden he pops right up. Yeah. And she goes running out across the frozen ice. What it, it was such a fantastic scene, uh, tense, and uh, it was just a great, great opening, a great cold opening, uh, as always. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's the typical James Bond thing, as it is. Uh, it was just so good. Yeah, it was crazy. It took about 14, 15 minutes to get to the big first chase scene. Mm -hmm. Because that's generally almost at the very beginning of the yeah, movie. That's right. But uh, I, I just love the the intensity that this opening scene built. Like, how can we be remiss to say that James Bond, chase scenes, fantastic vehicles, beautiful women, handsome men, all kinds of intense action. And this gave it every little bit of that to the last drop and then some there oh, yeah. there wasn't a moment that just to me i mean I, i'm a little more scrupulous is scrupulous a word i don't know i'm making that word up but i'm a little bit more uh reserved on on just sinking into the these films 
but for this one it just it had me from the get-go by the throat and i had no choice but to watch it and i was just i was holding my breath the entire time just so much fun so exciting so what do you think of the the new villain the no sorry i shouldn't say the new villain the new henchman the new cyclops so he was the he was the the one-eyed the one-eyed man actually there was two one-eyed man he was one of the one-eyed men right right yeah well he was uh he was actually pretty good very classic james bond henchman like you think about jaws and um oh who's the dude with the hat oh um Oh, oh my oh. goodness. Uh, yes. I can't uh, remember it right now. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Somebody <laughs> comment below. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, oh, the, the classic characters. And, and this is just another film with these classic bad guys and classic villains and classic agent, uh, beautiful agents. And it was just, yeah, uh, just so, another character. I hope that, I don't remember, did he die in this one? I don't remember. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. he. Cyclops right, died. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So uh, it's unfortunate because I would really love sometimes to see some of these uh, henchmen show up later on down the line, you know, like what yeah, can you Jaws imagine? used to Jaws, Jaws crossed over, yeah. Many of the, the older yeah. films, but uh, this guy didn't make it through this movie. No. But uh, my, I was super impressed with Christoph Waltz. How is that guy? I mean, he, he barely even said anything for the longest time. <laughs> and yet he still came off as charismatic and one of the, uh, centerpiece characters to the whole whole film yeah. and i just thought it was fantastic i did struggle a little bit with m ralph fines uh i mean obviously he's a, he's a fantastic actor and does the role as m really well very yeah. shady like character but i just can't get past him being voldemort <laughs> <laughs> ever ever since seeing him as voldemort i just I, i'm going he's got a nose he's it's ruined him forever <laughs> it has ruined him for me uh, but no great great acting uh anna de armas as paloma unbelievably beautiful and fantastic so apparently she was supposed to have a very very minor part of this movie but she is one of the things that people cannot stop talking about yeah yeah her character was fantastic and uh, and Lashana Lynch too as uh, Nomi, fantastic. Like she played off Bond and held him to a higher standard, and that she was great. And it's just unfortunate that she kind of got kind of used as a sidekick in a way, because uh, she was supposed to be. There was mentions of her being the next James Bond, and I mean they <laughs> actually, you know, officially in the movie for a short term gave her the 007 name. She she had some some good scenes when it's Blofeld's birthday and uh, she comes dropping through the roof on a on a like a paracord sort of thing mm-hmm. and grabs the the I think he's Russian Russian scientist I'm going to call him Russian. right yes yeah, uh, we'll Russian scientist and pulls him out so she shoots the zip line across goes flying across Bond takes a couple shots at the other side of the zip line drops uh drops it off and so there was some really good action at that part she just would always do these parts that she would just ride up on james bond whether it was on a vespa or uh in an in an austin martin and kind of pick Mm -hmm. him up at the side of the road and stuff 
she got a little bit more action at the very end as well too mm -hmm. when the, they were kind of taking over the the island yeah you know she was like jumped uh jumped over jumped over a table and took out the the russian scientist and yeah you know all that sort of thing again but she could have had a lot more i guess in a way you could say that she was kind of like the rookie uh field agent when you when you think about it like james obviously he's had so much experience that he knows when to bend the rules he knows when to to take the chances and stuff like that where she's still a more a little more straight laced she had a lot of good one-liners oh yeah she yeah she certainly she certainly put him in his place but i think you know that's Maybe, you know, if, if they keep her in some of the future films uh, that uh, she'll obviously develop more and she'll start to kind of refer back to James and say, OK, so James took this chance. So maybe I should be taking these chances, too. Mm -hmm. And you kind of see that near the end where she starts to take a little more risk instead of being a straight and narrow, clean cut cop. I, I, I forgot. And I was just sitting there going, why, why does she look familiar as I'm looking at her picture again? And I said, oh, that's Maria Rambo from Captain Marvel. Uh, so Captain Marvel's best friend or Brie Larson's best friend in the Carol Danvers best friend in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and uh, she was one of my I thought she was fantastic in that I thought she stole the movie from Captain Marvel personally but oh sorry, I, I don't want to forget about this because I was actually going to mention it earlier on as a, as a segue the 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 the, the, the soundtrack the theme song is done by Billie Eilish Oh yeah, did you see it too? Sorry, not not to jump away from that point. Mm -hmm. uh, no, uh, at the very, do. it was just I wanted to get it in at the very end of the film. The the crazy credit says James Bond will return. By the way, so just a statement mm -hmm. in the closing credits. I don't know if you stayed long enough to to watch the very end, but I didn't uh, notice that. Yeah, cool. So that was just just so you know. But anyway, yeah. So Billie Eilish, yeah, making uh, uh, an appearance on the soundtrack as a lead lead song into the movie which is a pretty prestigious thing nowadays it used to be not that big of a deal until i guess in the 90s when it started to be uh something important uh and you have i mean classic some classic uh covers like by or not covers but uh, songs by like adele uh i don't remember who who else we really should have uh looked at some trivia trivia for that who else has sang the james bond Duran Duran. Duran Duran. That's they a good one. one. I like that a one. A long time ago. That is one of, there are very few songs that I like of Duran Duran. And that, that's actually one of them that, that I like. I, I actually like all the James Bond songs. So during the movie, were you able to place who Saffron was? What else, he, like what else he's acted in? I believe he was in, was he not in Batman or something? Oh, he no, no, in, no. He, he was, was in bohemian rhapsody yes yes that's where i was going next yes i couldn't recognize him because they had done his teeth so well in mm -hmm. bohemian rhapsody i just wasn't able to place him right i'm sitting there kind of like i know who this is yeah but well but i don't know who well definitely i mean he also didn't have all the scar tissue on his face in bohemian rhapsody well, as well so no exactly he was oh night of the museum is where i remember him from secret okay. of the tomb so he was achman Ra. So not a lot of people were big fans of the night of the museum, but my wife and I made a tradition of watching all of those and we actually kind of enjoyed them. They were fun. Keep, keep it flowing. Uh, what else, what about, what else about the movie did you like? Is there uh, I mean, obviously the sexy cars, we always know. Oh, the cars were fantastic. Mm -hmm. Like 
I guess what what do we have in there? We had Range Rovers were all over the place. Mm -hmm. Of course, you had Austin Martin. You can't yeah. have a Bond movie without an Austin Martin in there. Absolutely not. Uh, you got a couple uh, couple to Toyotas as well. The so there there's a chase scene closer to the end of the film. This is just out at Madeline's parents' property mm -hmm. when when they realize that Saffron and his band of goons are, are actually stalking, stalking them. And, uh, and so they run out, they jump in this Toyota SUV. I could, I didn't recognize the SUV at first. I actually thought maybe it was an older forerunner. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess it's a, a land cruiser that isn't sold in Canada or the US, though the body is actually, they use it on one of the Lexus vehicles. Oh, wow. At, okay. at a higher trim package here. Right. So I just, I wasn't able to, to place the SUV. So you even had the Toyotas in there. Um, gosh, I love that old Range Rover that, uh, that James was driving around in, um, in Jamaica. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure it was an old Defender. I'm not a hundred percent on that, but you know about more about those specific cars than I, I do. That's for I sure. I feel. I feel like it was an old, uh, an old Defender. Yeah, but it it looked cool. I, I'll be honest. Bond looked like he was having a fantastic life on the island. He was going oh, out, what, going fishing. Oh. It looked like he was finally going to get his chance to settle down and stuff. But, uh, you know. That's what happens when you're a secret agent for yeah, Her Majesty's James Se Bond. in Her Majesty's Secret Secret Service. I, I am personally a fan of the Aston Martins, no matter what. Oh yeah! I swear, if I ever win the lottery, I will buy James Bond styled Aston Martin, and I will see if I can even get it. You know, with the uh, ejection seats or the drop-down headlights with machine guns, or oh, yeah. the the uh the mines the, the gadgets so let's talk yes. let's talk about the gadgets let's talk about the gadgets gadget of this movie so the austin martin car right let's start with that we've got the machine guns we've got we've got the little mini landmines that drop out of it the smoke the smoke bombs the, that the that smoke in the oil out. the smoke in the oil slicks yep. are always the uh the typical uh this the, the stereotypical james bond uh car of course bullet bulletproof glass yes oh and the bulletproof glass is pretty Standard. cool too yeah where he's just sitting there and they're just like shooting and shooting and shooting because he's mad because he thinks that uh his girlfriend there uh madeline is part of specter or yeah. the secret age secret specter agent and then when he's infiltrating the island he gets a new watch of course james bond always has to have a watch then they also now this one I think they should have made it smaller. So it's kind of like, it's more of a gadget, but there was that mapping system that Nomi and, and Bond brought along with them that mm -hmm. they put it down on the ground and it allowed them to map the complex of, of the Island. Mm -hmm. And so they could follow, follow them along. Yeah. I think they should have made that smaller. Yeah. What was it called? The QDAR, I think it allows Bond and the team to map the architecture of the facility as he moves through it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, oh, at the very beginning, when Cyclops and and the guys are infiltrating the 
the the labs and uh, they come down the building and after they apprehend the the scientist and they drop down into the elevator shaft and they drop down that missile like thing that drops all the magnets as right. it, as it goes yeah. down so then they could actually drop down jump down and just be held held up by the magnets so yeah. they wouldn't smash off the bottom the magnetic bodysuit that they were wearing yeah that was very cool i don't know yeah. if that exists I, I need one yeah if somebody has one let me know i think you can look up a list of the actual technologies or whatever that they used uh obviously a lot of them are science fiction but there's a few that have made it to the real world yeah uh, i'm talking about just like gadgets that aren't even necessarily james bond typical gadgets but from the bad guys like blowfeld's eye yeah so it allowed him to remote with other uh, remotely communicate with others i like when they're carrying his eye around on mm -hmm. on the, the platter what I'll call a yeah. presentation pillow on the platter. yeah yeah so he can see everybody yeah and then the nanobot virus which was the main premise of yeah the ending of james bond's life i'm not going to spoil that part on how he dies or, or whatever but and just oh, the, the to total the total <laughs> swerve the total swerve but we talked previously on a, on a few episodes ago about nanobots and potential of those being used you know for medical what about for being used for evil yeah there's actually a Wikipedia page called the list of James Bond gadgets. And for <laughs> of course every, there is every film that there's gadgets in. Cause there was a, there was a, a few films where gadgets weren't actually prominent. Uh, but most of the films had uh, certain things like, you know, the cigarette with cyanide, bionic hands, the bug detector, the dagger shoe, the uh, laser, uh, was it the laser and the finger? You think they would bring back the dagger shoe? You never see the dagger shoe anymore. <laughs> or the exploding, the exploding pens. <laughs> oh yeah. Did was there there wasn't even a pen in this movie? Probably not, which is weird. No, which is well, yeah. nobody uses pens. There were cell phones. They don't need pens anymore. Right? Yeah, I mean, the exploding text <clears throat> now. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what what i i thoroughly enjoyed the film i thought it was a great send-off for uh daniel craig um unfortunate for me because i'm a huge fan of daniel craig in the james bond well, in general but in the james bond films for sure uh he is and i know it might be uh, a travesty to say this but he has always been my well his is my favorite i shouldn't say always because obviously sean connery was my favorite at one point but i know most people would have a heart attack or roll in their graves if i didn't say sean connery was my favorite but <laughs> i'm sorry to say i for daniel craig <laughs> what about you who's your favorite james bond um, i'm sure we've discussed this before but let's bring it up again yeah no i was um oh gosh i was a roger moore fan wow yeah that was my favorite bond was roger moore because that's that's who i really grew up with he mm -hmm. was the mainstay Connery, he had already had his time. And so I grew up with him kind of through my school time years mm -hmm. with him as being bond. So he was always my favorite. And then there was all the other bonds that just kind of came after him until we had Daniel Craig. Yeah. You know, like all the other bonds were fine, but Daniel Craig, I think he, he played a fantastic bond. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, and I'll give you, it, it's usually, comes down to roger moore or uh sean connery 
but uh, I I go with Daniel Craig every time. There you and go. I always think you know you know why I think, and I'll probably this is probably the only reason that I think that I don't like Roger Moore as much is that he reminds me of Adam West and Batman. <laughs> <laughs> the original the original television show the campy television show batman so i could never really take roger morris seriously because he i don't know what it was he just looked like adam west but that, maybe he should be wearing tights he should be wearing tights and doing the watuzi or the batuzi uh dance <laughs> you know oh man nice very nice i guess today is just another day to live <laughs> but that would that be a good title for the next movie another day to live another day to live i don't see right. why not <laughs> well gosh i think uh does that that brings us to the end doesn't it it does another day to live on how to survive the modern world or gen x isn't just a fashion state thanks for listening yes sir take it easy peace <laughs> How to Survive the Modern World or Gen X isn't just a fashion statement, has partnered with Patreon. So you can help support the podcast for as little as $3 a month and get access to exclusive content. Visit patreon.com forward slash how to survive the modern world to see how you can become a pod pal or even the pod, pod god. god.